You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. First week of the 2016 season is in the books, and today on this Monday, April 11th, we're talking all things Milwaukee Brewers with Brewers reporter Adam McKelvey. Adam, thank you so much for the time on this Monday. As we speak, we're about an hour or so away from first pitch in St. Louis. Uh, The Brewers hit the road for the first time in 2016. Let's kind of look back at Sunday's win versus uh, Houston as they took two out of three from a team many project to be in the postseason this year, and I think what really kind of stands out from Sunday's win, the six walks they drew against the guy that won the Cy Young last year, that, of course, uh, Dallas Keuchel. And, Adam, from your observations, was that more a result of uh, tremendous patience by the team at the play, or was Keuchel so wild that he didn't give these guys a choice or maybe something somewhere in between? How do you see it? No, it was the former, and that was what was encouraging to them is that he was not missing by two feet. Uh, Keuchel was just his stuff was kind of running out of the zone, which is a lot of his MO, as Craig Council said after the game. The Brewers hitters were just patient enough to let that ball run out of the zone and take the walks as they were given. And uh, the walks led directly to their first two runs of the game and, and ended up being a 3 2 win. So it was, I think, the two things of the first week that were most encouraging to Craig Council were this uh, offensive patience. And it wasn't just the Keuchel game. It was sort of all week, and Scooter Jeanette sort of led the way, and Domingo Santana, their leadoff man. Um, I think it was 26 walks in the first six games. They haven't walked that many times in the first week of the season, 2009. Uh, The other thing was the bullpen in the back end was really encouraging. You know, they got killed by injuries in spring training, and there were some questions coming into the year about the back end guys, um, and – they performed well. So it's the result is a three and three opening week, which for a team that kind of has been rated of a lot of its, uh, you know, veteran established players, three and three works quite nicely against the giants and Astros. And I think in that sense, it was a very encouraging start for Craig council. And then uh, Adam, going back uh, to the patience at the plate that we saw from this Milwaukee team, not just Sunday, but all throughout the first week, did you see signs of this in spring training where, where you look at them? I know that, you know, it's it's more of a visual to see them actually hit the ball, but but as you got to see them throughout the days and the weeks, did you kind of say to yourself, you know what, they are being more patient at the plate. This is something they're working on, and it kind of manifested itself uh, during these first five or six games. Uh, no, I mean, I'm lying, Matt, if I say I saw this coming. I think there were certain guys that you saw really, you know, hitting the ball well, and and I think that is often a result of seeing the ball well in spring training, and again, Scooter Jeanette is at the top of that list. He had an abbreviated but really solid spring. And I think Domingo Santana, too. So if you're seeing the ball well, you figure, um, you know, the walks are potentially going to come, and that has happened in the regular season. But it is so hard in spring training just because I found myself fooled so many times over the years by guys who have this killer spring, and you think they're just going to explode once the regular season begins and, and carry it through, and it doesn't happen. So it's, it's extremely hard to read whether, uh, you know, what happens in spring training is going to translate uh, into April. Um, and in the case of a couple of Brewers players, though, it has. And we had an interesting talk with Craig Council just this morning about Domingo Santana up top. 
you know, he's not a prototypical leadoff guy, obviously. He's more of a slugger. Um, you know, he's got strikeout issues throughout his career in the minor leagues. But he's always had a high on-base percentage. And Craig Council believes that there is something to the idea, even though it sounds so cliche, of a leadoff man setting the tone for an offense, where he says other players sort of look and they see something and they say, yeah, that works, and they want to emulate it. And I think there's a sense that Santana has been that kind of a guy, kind of setting the tone for this uh, this offense so far, because he's just looked professional is the word they always use with him. And he's looked very professional in his at-bats. He's not overwhelmed by this new assignment. Yeah, and that's a great point you made about uh, the leadoff guy setting a tone for a team because I just spoke with uh, your colleague, Carrie Muscat, the Cubs reporter. She said the same thing, you know, for all the attention that the – the Rizzos and the Bryants uh, of the world get, it's Dexter Fowler at the top of that lineup that's setting the tone and really making that lineup from uh, from dangerous to downright terrifying. So there's a trend here, at least in the NL Central, it seems. Uh, leadoff guys getting off to great starts, really setting the tone, setting the table uh, for the guys in back of them in that lineup, and so far so good uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers in the first six games of 2016. Adam, you touched on this a little bit already, but – you look at the first six games, and again, uh, you know, the Giants in town for three. You know, it's an even year, so they're going to win the World Series. That's a foregone conclusion. And then <laughs> the Astros, of course, uh, you know, they come in. They're a team that was in the postseason last year, and many people expect them to get back. Milwaukee comes out of this thing three and three. You want to win every game. You're not going to. There's 162 of those on the schedule. But being three and three right now, is this about where the Brewers thought they would be? Is it a little past expectations? How do they feel right now about being 500? Well, I think they feel good about the way they're playing. You hear that from players after these games, that they're, they're playing good baseball right now. Um, they got blown out on opening day by the Giants. Their other games have been competitive, reasonably clean baseball games. They've made some errors, but they've also made some really nice defensive plays. Martin Maldonado stands out to me in the most recent the Keuchel game just had a tremendous defensive day in his first start with Jonathan Lucroy getting a day off. So, you know, like anything, there's been pluses and minuses, but I think they've just played solid baseball. And look, they know that the talent level, they, they are down a lot of established talent. So they're going to have to play those types of games to win any of them. And uh, we saw a couple of weeks ago at the tail end of spring training, uh, a frightening injury to Reimer Liriano. He got uh, beamed to the head by, I believe, somebody um, on the Dodgers who was wearing a ridiculous spring training number, but probably didn't even make the team 80-something. I, I don't know. But uh, that's beside the point. He got he got hit in the head, very frightening injury. What's the latest on him? He had surgery at the end of spring training to repair some of the, 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 uh, the fractures, the facial fractures that he suffered. And now he's just recovering from that. They, they haven't put a timetable on this obviously a very long-term recovery. But, you know, I think from the very beginning of this, the best possible scenario is sort of what has unfolded for Reimer Liriano. He, you know, he didn't lose vision. He was there the next day in the clubhouse shockingly kind of, you know, laughing. He had his sense of humor. Um, he faces a long road back, but I think he, you know, sort of, as much as you can dodge a bullet when you get hit as bad as he got hit, I think he may have. The, the prognosis for him is pretty positive, although it's just long-term. And, you know, unfortunately, this Brewers team had a couple of injuries like that, none as scary as the Liriano situation. But, you know, Will Smith, their reliever, blows out his knee, taking off his shoe. He's just he's out long-term. So 
they they lost some of their guys that they had uh, that they were either in the case of Liriano sort of had some upside and they were intrigued to see or some guys like Will Smith that they were really counting on and they go into the season of expecting to be without those players for a, a, a good long period of time. Yeah, all things considered, uh, that's good news on Reimer Liriano because that was, uh, I mean, anytime that happens to any player in any circumstance, it's terrifying. But like you said, you know, it's it's odd to say that you, you kind of dodge a bullet after suffering an injury of that nature, but it certainly appears that he did. Uh, best wishes going forward for Reimer Liriano that he can get back into action uh, before too long here. Uh, getting back on track a little bit here, Adam, something you touched on uh, in previous podcasts was that there was a huge question mark for this team in center field. That certainly appears to still be the case so far in uh, the first six games of the year. Three different center fielders. Uh, have any of those three sort of distinguished themselves uh, from the other two? And how long do you expect this kind of revolving door to continue for the team? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it continues to answer the last part for the foreseeable future. And if somebody does jump out, they can, uh, you know, grab regular playing time there. But I think Craig Council's idea is, as he said, towards the end of spring, let this go into the regular season, continue to try to use all those guys at that position and, and kind of see what happens. Today, as we talk, uh, the Brewers are going to face Michael Walker, right-hander. It's Keon Broxton in there, which is interesting in that his first two starts came against left-handed pitchers. So there was something in the matchup that they liked. They're going to give Broxton a chance. His speed has been on display. He made a big-time throw in a critical spot in the eighth inning of Sunday's win, the Keiko win, um, that helped the Brewers preserve their lead. So he's uh, been, you know, he's had his flashes. Ramon Flores has made uh, most of the other starts, and he's had some good defense. He's taken some really good routes on some tough fly balls. He's not necessarily a prototypical center fielder, not a burner like Broxton is but he's taken smart routes to balls and he's made some plays that are pretty difficult, look reasonably routine. So I think he's had a couple of moments too. Definitely though, no one has jumped out. It's too early for that. Kirk Newenheights, for example, has gotten one start. You know, they're going to be open-minded about this moving forward and, um, you know, see what they've got. But in the case, especially of Flores and Broxton, those are young guys. So this is a big time opportunity for one of them if they can grab it to be, you know, play themselves into the team's long-term plan. Brett Phillips is coming, but look, he's at double A. So that's, that's a ways away. There's, there's not really a center fielder breathing, you know, immediately breathing down the neck of these guys. So they've got an extended sort of audition here. And it sounds like the manager, Craig Council is going to remain pretty open-minded about uh, using all of those guys at that spot. And I think you wrote in that uh, same article that uh, since the Carlos Gomez trade, seven different center fielders. So it's safe to say that nobody has distinguished themselves at all and a good spot here for the younger guys to distinguish themselves and maybe get some more playing time out there in center field for Craig Council. Uh, Adam, let's hand out some grades uh, through the first week of the season. Professor McKelvey, uh, let's start <laughs> off with the, uh, the starting pitching. Uh, it's been a rough couple of starts for Willie Peralta so far. He was the opening day starter. Uh, by and large, though, look, look at the other guys, Jimmy Nelson, Taylor Youngman. How do you assess the starting pitching right now? Well, look, I mean, I think you'd give him a C for now. It's been hit or miss. Jimmy Nelson has been very good. He's been a, at least a B. Willie Peralta has been not very good at all. It's the best of D's. So um, they, they've, they're down a man with Matt Garza out. They're going to bring up Zach Davies at some point here next week. Um, so they're going to go to a five-man and – uh, you know, pluses and minuses. Chase Anderson was a plus, stands out to me. But, you know, Jimmy Nelson is the guy right now, if you're looking for a bright spot in the rotation, 
he's looked very good. He's looked efficient. He's looked confident. The stuff is obviously there. He worked a lot on the changeup in spring training. He's used that pitch a little bit, gave up a homer on it in his first start, but he says he's going to keep going back to it because it's going to be a big fit pitch for him as he tries to be a four-pitch guy. Uh, I think that if, you know, if we're talking on the positive side, that's it. Willie Peralta is, look, it's two starts. He's got 31 to go or whatever the number is. There's a lot of season left for him, but a, a very discouraging start for him so far. Mostly, he says he feels so good, and he really expected a, he ex- still expects a big season, but the results certainly not there so far. It's difficult to point when it issues probably just as simple as, you know, the old fastball command, not getting ahead. He has the stuff if he can get ahead to be a really good pitcher. He's not playing it so far. And a uh, very discouraging start, I know, for a guy who's excited to get that opening assignment and excited about the season ahead. Yeah, like you said, a lot 30-something starts to go for him and a lot of time to turn this thing around. We certainly hope that he can do that for the Brewers' sake. Uh, how about uh, – so a C for the starting pitching. How do you grade the relief pitching thus far? Well, I, I'd give him an A just given the circumstance. They've had a couple more innings mixed in. You know, one of them was Ariel Pena on opening day, back-to-back-to-back homers. Now, he's been uh, designated for time, so he's no longer part of this mix. Sam Freeman, the guy who replaced him, had a, a really bad inning. In the first game, against the Astros with the Brewers almost had a six-run lead away. Outside those two innings, the Brewers have been really good, and that is notable because, as I said, they are down a lot of key guys. You know, Will Smith and Corey Kittles are basically the eighth, ninth inning pitchers. Uh, they are out. So uh, Tyler Hornberg has been really good velocity-wise. Um, Jeremy Jeffers has had a couple of saves that he's knocked down. And then Michael Blazik, who's basically now their eighth inning guy. He got himself into some trouble on Sunday, got out of it. It's a big confidence boost for not only those players, but I think Craig Council to know that they've got guys capable of getting the job done. Look, this, this team is probably not going to – I'm trying to be realistic as we talk about this stuff. Their leads are going to be hard to come by for this team compared to others. And when they have them, they're going to – they really need to pin down those wins when they get them, and it's going to be on those players now in the early going at least to pin down those wins. So uh, an encouraging start in that sense. Yeah, no question there. And, Adam, in terms of the offense, we touched on at the top of the podcast about them drawing six walks off the guy that took home the Cy Young hardware last year in the American League in uh, Dallas Keuchel. So an overall grade for the offense right now. I mean, I think I think you give him a B to start. I think it's been it's been encouraging. Chris Carter has hit a couple home runs. That's, you know, a, a new guy with the team. You, you want to settle in quickly. So I think that's important for him. And we talked about Domingo Santana and Scooter Jeanette, what they've done in terms of, uh, the on-base percentage, working walks, kind of setting the table. I think those two players stand out for me. Ryan Braun's got his first home run in the book. He finished spring on a little hot streak, so you know health is going to be the key for him, and he looks to be healthy. That's a positive for this team. Uh, Aaron Hill's still trying to get going. He's, he's probably on the negative side um, for now, but uh, I think there are more positives right now for negatives in terms of what the offense did. So small sample. You know, I don't think this team is going to lead the majors in on-base percentage, but in the early going, they've done a really nice job, and and that sure beats the alternative. Yeah, it sure does. And, uh, Adam, to wrap things up, the entire ball of wax, uh, six games against a very stiff competition in the form of the Giants and the Astros, all six games at home, though. You look at the whole thing, uh, what's the overall grade right now on your report card for the Brewers? Well, you got to get – I mean, it's got to be on the – 
plus side of a C. So I'll give them a B for their first week. That's a, two really good teams. Um, again, they got blown out on opening day, but their other games were extremely competitive, pretty clean, some flashes of defense. Um, the on-base percentage is, is a big plus. That's the way they're going to have to try to win games. It's just be one of these pesky underdog-type teams. So certainly 3-3 three and three works against the Giants and Astros. Now they've got their first long road trip. As we stand here, they're, they're three in St. Louis, three in Pittsburgh, and then two in Minneapolis before they get back home. This is a difficult early season schedule for this team and a good test of you know whether or not they can hang in there. This, these St. Louis games are big. This is a tough place for a lot of clubs, obviously, over the last couple of years, the Brewers in particular. They've had some bad things happen here. Um, so l- let's see how they play these games. They might, even when they lose games, if they can play some clean, crisp, competitive, again, pesky baseball games. I think that is how you're going to measure success of this club. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, eight straight on the road. I think they'd be content with four and four and downright giddy with five and three or anything, uh, an improvement upon that for sure. We'll see what the week ahead holds for the Brew Crew indeed. Adam McCalvey joining us today. Adam, thanks so much. We'll do it again next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.